Hey, listeners, before we get to your show, this is a blast from your past. Were you hanging around in the 90s watching Nickelodeon before you got too old for it and started smoking weed and doing drugs? Well, then you should know us. This is Danny Tamborelli and... And this is Michael C. Morona. We're here to ask you to check out our podcast, The Adventures of Danny and Michael. And here's our on-air producer, Jeremy, to tell us what you'll be hearing. You can hear things like minisodes, full episodes, nostalgia dumps, interviews with some of today's hottest comedians. That's right, Jeremy. All of those things and more. So check us out. The Adventures of Danny and Mike on the Seltzer Kings Network. grown men binge the iconic HBO series Sex and the City. So dust off those DVDs and grab yourself a white wine or even a cosmopolitan and settle in. Take it away, boys. Welcome to the Bradshaw Boys, a podcast where three guys watch their way through Sex and the City for the first time ever, mostly. Hello, I'm Corey Cavan. I am Kevin Jones Doyle. My name is John Sieber. And we have a special gift-wrapped gift for you, and we're about to open it, tear through it, tear off the ribbon. <laughs> Here, open up the box, and who pops out? Katie Sieber. All right. <laughs> the voice of the Bradshaw Boys. And she's wearing a red, she's wearing like a Santa, like a Mrs. Claus outfit. Yeah. That's great. Why did you like, wear that today? Well, it's not, you would think it's sexy, but it's actually like a full-length skirt, <laughs> yeah. like a full apron. Yeah. I'm wearing a, like a gray wig. And I you have, have spectacles. The, right at the end of your nose. <laughs> like rosy cheeks. Yeah. I've drawn on some wrinkles. Yeah. yeah. I'm sexy. Very, it's very good old age makeup. Where did you learn that? In theater club? What if I said I wasn't wearing old age makeup? <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's oh, just my face. Dang. Then I'd be like, <laughs> then why does it look like there is deep brown colored pencil all over your face? <laughs> this is the oddest thing. Um, well, listen, we we need to talk. We need to talk about Kevin. That's a movie. Oh, we yeah. need to talk about the boys. We need to talk about the men of season. Four. That's right. Yep. We've There's, done it. We've done it for our seasons one, two, and three. And uh it's it's that time of year. I have I have a little flaw with with our idea. We love talking about the boys, but when you look, the the number of male characters gets gets less and less as the show gets it's better. It's so true. And better. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. Oh, there's so like 42 funny. in season one. And yeah. it's like, yeah, there's like six in season four and the show's popping. I think it's. Hey, some, we, yeah, we get it. We know this isn't your favorite episode. Oh, you oh. listener out there. But you know what? We have to do it. Yeah. Yeah. If you, we have thick skin. That eye roll did not even <laughs> that didn't that didn't bother me. And we could hear it. We could feel it through the headphones. OK, but don't do it again. No. Don't do it again because we're just Mrs. Claus is here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, here's what we what we'll start out with, um, and then we'll get into uh, all the guys. You may have seen this on our Instagram. If you follow our Instagram, if you don't, please go do it. And uh, there's a book called by our good friends from Every Outfit in Sex in the City called "We Should All Be Mirandas," based on they took it from what a uh, it was like a Balenciaga ad or something. Um, There's like a runway thing that said we should all be feminists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they did that. 
And it's great. The book is awesome. If you haven't read it. Super funny. Um, yeah. It's great. I really enjoyed it. Did you read the whole thing, Katie? Uh, I'm working my way through it. I've just been picking it up. There's a birthday there. present. Yeah. For, John got it for me for, for my birthday. Yeah. You know, Sex in the City. It's just all this podcast is just one gift for me. Yeah. <laughs> Not mad. It's, um, yeah, the book is really good. And there's actually really good advice I don't know. They did. And the illustrations are amazing too. Yeah. It's it's a great book. Yeah. Get your hands on it. Order it. Um, but it's like when you, when you see other people doing such great things, you get inspired to do great things. (laughs) Corey and I have always, and John, we've, we've wanted to write a book and, uh, and I guess it was one of those moments where like, Oh yeah, we can do that. Yeah. Not only can we, we will. The book empowered us. Yeah. And we, we did, we wrote our own, we each wrote our own and, Mm -hmm. uh, they're both, I, I don't know how long we should all be Miranda's is. It's like 250 pages. Yeah. Um, I, a little short. Mine's a tome. It's a, it's 1200 pages. It's basically like Lord of the Rings, um, but it's called yeah. Lord of the Trays. No. <laughs> See, what I did with mine is I took um, Moby Dick and every single time it mentioned Ahab, I just replaced it with Aiden. <laughs> and it's a great... It's it's getting a lot of praise from literary circles. Yeah. Yeah. Mine mine is uh because Comic Lachlan has like a you know if you if you put the right wig on him just some point in years he could definitely be an elf in Middle Earth. <laughs> he could Yeah. He, he could definitely be in that. And would they, it be a high elf or forest elf? Where where is he going to Well, there would be that one scene where they're like they're like we must go to Lothlorien. And then and then they would get there and they're like, hi, we need to know, have some advice on what to do with the ring. And he'd be like, all righty. <laughs> and then, and then Frodo just like backs away slowly. And it's, but, uh, I invented my own language. <laughs> Dude, could you imagine English. how pumped he would be if he was immortal and bunny was immortal? He could just be with his mom for all of time. I never die. Great. Great. <laughs> um, yeah, so we each wrote our own books. What's your what's mine your, is mine's Richard's, but it's I took an infinite jest and I just named it Infinite Tooth Gap. <laughs> and it's uh but it's the length of Infinite Jest by yeah. David Foster Wallace. That's great. And it's all about it's all about Richard. Yeah. So we just wanted to share with you some excerpts from our book. Uh mine is entitled We Should All Be Trays. And um these are just five ways that you can be more like Trey. Okay. Um five be emotionally unavailable, right? You're constantly taking care of hundreds of hearts as a cardiologist. You can't always be there for the person who's most important to you, your wife. So like a true Scotsman, shut down. <laughs> uh, four, get a subscription to jugs, print and digital. <laughs> you need those jugs at home in print and you need those jugs on the go, in your pocket, on your phone at all times. The media environment is changing there's a lot of free porn out there, but your favorite jugs model deserves to be paid well. <laughs> it's true. That's responsible. Three. Uh, this is a way you can be Trey. If your wife has fertil- fertility issues, get her a cardboard baby. <laughs> oh. Oh, All right. Baby. You're not just a cardiologist. You're also a comedian. Go for the <laughs> joke. Take risks. Yeah, sometimes you will bomb, but get up and try again, even though no one laughed. That cardboard baby joke will get a laugh one day. <laughs> I think, oh, this is, they can't all be goofs. End a relationship on good terms. Mm. If it doesn't work out, you don't have to be a dick. Show up to the photo shoot and support your what, your ex, because you may be emotionally stunted, but deep down, you are kind. No. Isn't that a line? They say like, he's something, something, but he is kind. I think she says that. 
Yeah, maybe. Yeah, During the I, photo I shoot, so. maybe? I mean, that's yeah. a great scene. I, that's like one of the top yeah, for a me. Tearjerker. Tearjerker, yeah. This, this scene is based on when they're laying in a, a bed. <clears throat> when they're testing out mattresses. This is the number one way that you can be Trey McDougal. Do not under any circumstances have sex with your mom, but fantasize about it. The only thing that gets Charlotte off is a rabbit. And the only thing that can truly get Trey off is a bunny. Wow. Oh, wow. Kevin. That's wow. good. Fantastic. That's we should good. all be Trace. We, we should, should all be Trace. And there's five ways to do it. John? Yeah. So um, mine was uh, we should all be Aiden's. And I wasn't kidding about the Moby Dick thing. <clears throat> mine starts out with the iconic call me pickle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, all right. We should all be, we should all be Aiden's. Uh, we should all practice self-care. Is your hair coming out? Take that Rogaine if that's what you want to do. Be proud doing it. Is your head unusually large, like monstrously bulbous? Make sure to go to Costco for your supply. <laughs> um, smoking is gross. And force your partner to quit. You don't want to smell like a bowling alley from the 90s. Before you get in a relationship with someone, make sure they change themselves first. Adopt a dog. Dogs can be man's best friend. Do you have some tension in your current relationship? Let your girlfriend lose your dog. It'll be the spark that will bring on a healthy and challenging conversation. <laughs> I like how it's... it's let your girlfriend like yeah, allow her, her to allow let her <laughs> give her the dog and put like like fray the leash so it's gonna yeah. just break loose um you don't need to be a marketing genius to be successful you make furniture and you sell it in a store so feel free to call your business furniture store <laughs> <laughs> lastly we should all be comfortable in our skin and use whatever vernacular language that you want are you a young guy living in New York but still want to come off as your dad's stoner best friend from Santa Monica? Call your girlfriend <laughs> Pop-Tart, Sugar Muffin, or anything else you want. You do you. We should all be Aiden's. Oh, my yes. gosh. That's a pretty good one there, Peanut. Hey, thanks. <laughs> call me Pickle. That's, that's amazing. Does he call her Pickle at some point? I don't know. It's just the only thing that kind of remind with uh, rhymed with Ishmael. Oh, oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, mine is, uh, we should all be Richards. Um, and, uh, let me pull it up. I think there's, I mean, I think there's a lot of reasons, but I, I have five. So we should all be Richards. Oh, I have four. I have four. Um, we should all be Richards. Have tooth confidence. <laughs> you don't have a gap in your teeth. It's an opening for more success. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, have engine control. You're a sex machine, but when the time is right, you know how to downshift into romance mode. That's like a respectable thing that yeah, I feel like that's, he did. That's yeah. true. And that's when he, that's when he did the hand thing. That's when he did the hand thing. She tried to go down and she tried to shift his stick and he was like, no, I, I want you to touch control. my heart. Yeah, I got engine control. Um, you can be, you can be right. You can and will be wrong, but you will always be right. Spelled W-R-I-G-H-T. That's right. <laughs> you will make mistakes in your life. Sometimes that hotel deal will fall through because of you. Sometimes your girlfriend, who is the only person who's ever matched you, will catch you cheating on her, and you will be wrong. But you will be right because it is your legal last name. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, that's the thing. You can live and you can live 
in a place where you're making mistakes, but you're always right. You're always right. And the last thing is embrace your look, no matter what it is. You're handsome, but not without flaws. You, <laughs> you've got a tooth gap you can fit a pencil through, and your skin looks like finely tanned leather. <laughs> but, don't, but that doesn't stop you from embracing your real strength and your true identity, which is probably a sex addict. <laughs> We should all be rich. We should all be rich. Yes. So strong. So oh, strong. Good lord. So we're Great. really we're really excited to be working with Macmillan Press and these should be <laughs> yeah. uh, available soon. We want yeah. to thank the girls from every outfit yeah. for for really putting their contacts on the line you and just throwing throwing all those out for us. Thanks so yeah. thanks so much girls. We really want to thank our it. agent from Janklo and Associates. Yeah. <laughs> any uh, any borders, you can pick them up there. Yeah. Uh, you can scoop them up. Dude, make great gifts. You know what's funny? You know, people self-publish shit all the time. We should just we should, we should just do it and put it on put, it put the PDF e-book? on Amazon. Oh my gosh! Fine, fine. All right, we're we're we're, we're, we're published authors. There you go. That Are was you? a lot easier than I thought it would be. I'm, I, I've written a book. <laughs> <laughs> all right, here we go. We have all the boys of season four. Um, totally in total, this episode or this season, I believe there's fourteen um relationships we're gonna we're gonna say relationships because one of the relationships of course is uh maria but we'll get to that season uh for episode one there was actually no no relationships all the ladies were single at the time really yes season four episode two uh three of them um were in relationships carrie was with paul the fashion photographer yep this was the runway episode uh, and she was with uh, Paul. That's I don't so think anything like ago. seriously happened with Paul. No, I think it all ended when she fell down yeah. and he just couldn't stop taking her picture. Did, so th- did they even kiss? I think they did kiss as they okay. were like looking through fashion magazines. I, I believe. Really, I don't I don't no, like, I think, That I think seems like did. so long ago. I can't well, believe lot, that's in season four. A like, lot's happened. Yeah. A ton of stuff of has, has yeah. happened. He was like. He was pretty forgettable. I don't really wasn't a big fan of Paul. No. I can't find can't think of too many people uh, yeah. who would like who would plant a plant a flag and, and die by Paul. Also now it's like there's so many photographers now, it's like they're a dime a dozen. Yeah. yeah, everyone's a photographer. Everyone's got an iPhone. Everyone's camera on their phone is better than the camera he held in that episode. That dude, yeah, he lost he couldn't keep up with the changing marketplace and he's homeless now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, and I hope he dies. For Miranda, for Miranda in season two, we have Dave. Uh, Dave was her date that she met at the gym who uh, instilled in her a bunch of, made like her really confident. Yeah. yeah. And then he was like, you, you're way too confident you for me. You seem full of yourself. You seem super full of yourself. Yeah. Kind he, of a dick move. Kind yeah. of a dick move because he actually, it was really tough. He like set her up to basically come out of her shell. And it would be like if someone, it'd be like if someone like, set you up to be like, I think you would really, I think you'd really enjoy working out. And then like you, if you like, we're doing that, you're like, I'm losing weight. I'm looking great. And they're like, Hey fatty, calm down. Yeah. Like he did the opposite of negging. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But it's still the same result. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Um, He he really kind of crushed it. We talked about this, but Miranda just had a string of guys that it just was like, rough and they were like yeah her, 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 stuff. her season four is pretty brutal there was three guys and they were all none of them were really great i think all of them were pretty pretty bad well i feel like that can happen like you can be just on on a tear and then deep down it's because deep down it's because like you want you want you're you're on your way towards some big life change like i wonder if she's like 
if it made sense that it's like she's going to have a kid and settle down with Steve because it's like she's just out there with a bunch of bums searching for something. Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, I'm trying to think, was, did we know she was pregnant in the beginning of season four? Or did she find out in the middle? Of- no, because she doesn't get pregnant until uh, after middle Steve yeah. goes through his cancer. That's right. Which is in season four. Yeah. Which, yeah. How awesome is that? That even after chemo, he's those swimmers are still. Yeah, those are potent. Those yeah. are potent. He's like nothing, not even chemical and, and not even radiation yeah. can fuck with these nope. sperm. Dude, when you're, when you're that accurate behind the three point line, your, your sperm are just going to be, you know, yeah. just as potent. He's not yeah. shooting blanks. He's shooting threes. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that needs to be like a, a, a t-shirt. We that right make, there could be a Steve t-shirt. Yeah. All, All right. right. We'll, we'll um, season, season four, episode two is when Charlotte picks it back up with McDougal. I'm, so I'm gets, sorry to not move the episode forward. I was just trying to think of like a one balls all you need thing <laughs> because it's just him. Like, it's like With him, the one basketball. Yeah, yeah, that's oh actually God. great. You can workshop that. Yeah, dude, we, you don't ever apologize for going back to Steve. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Good. I, I love that. I'm glad we did. Um, yeah. Trey. Trey is when, when he, he now in, in season four, they, I thought it was over in the end of season three, but then season four, they decided to give it another chance because. Yes. Yeah. He, I mean, that was, I, I feel like season four was the redemption of Trey at, as like, not meaning he's right, but in a way that's like, okay, this is a person that you want to hate, but then you, you see that they're like a real person, you know, like you're like, see your teacher out of school and you like hate him, but then you <laughs> yeah. just see him like crying. Cause like their son lost, I don't know. It was like some weird thing. To become I don't know. I was Is this a, like a personal experience? <laughs> yeah. Sorry, you, saw Mrs. Your, Mrs. you saw your math teacher just like having a deal with crying because her son went to jail. <laughs> went to jail. I don't know. I don't know why. But you know when you like you judge a person, <laughs> then you see one little extra shade of them, you're like, oh yeah, they're a real human being. Yeah. Like whenever you meet someone from uh some gamer, some gamer online calls you calls you a bunch of mean words and then you meet up with them for coffee and you're like, Oh, it's a real person. <laughs> Did that happen? Is this a personal experience? It's just a lot of like stories that you're putting out there. Hypothetical situations that none of our listeners will be able to relate (laughs) to. The the one that the one that actually is from the show is the it's the tampon episode where she sees the mean the the hostess lady and then she asks Uh, for a tampon. That's true. That That, yeah, she gives her the tampon. Yep. Way to bring it all back. I I prefer the gamer analogy, but that's great as well. (laughs) No, but that's that's totally true. That it's like there's there's so much more to Trey this season. Yeah. And it kind of you're able to bow out with him in a way that's like, hey, Mm. I hope that fucking weird guy that I got married to. I hope he's doing well and I'm glad I'm not with him. Right. Like they leave it on a really beautiful note with him, mm-hmm. like coming back for the apartment. Yeah. And I think Charlotte needed that set up to have everything she ever wanted, like the perfect guy, all of that. Yeah. She needed to really explore that yeah. so much. Yeah. So then she can move on. To I'm better really things. excited to see what they do next with Charlotte. It's going to be, I'm excited. I've, I've heard, I've heard some good things about her, her character. I love who she ends up with. It's a yeah. good journey for her. That's it's good. the cardboard baby, right? <laughs> It it's is. a cardboard cutout of Trey. Oh no! Hello. Oh jeez. <laughs> a, a big mouth Billy Trey. That just, <laughs> oh my gosh! What if you just press it and it's just a piece of Trey? It's like, hello. I think we need a cardboard cutout of Trey. All I think that needs to, needs to resurface on. The uh, and she's internet. with Trey all the way through episode fourteen. Um, all right. 
So the next relationship is in episode three and four for Carrie. And that is, of course, pork pie. <laughs> oh, my God. One of our favorites. Carrie likes a jazz, Carrie man. Likes jazz, jazz, jazz musician. Jazz, man. So yeah. first of all, listen, pork pie. Pork this pie. is this is a guy who pork pie. Pork Ray pie. King would be the Ray King. Craig Bierko. Jazz man. Craig Bierko. We're talking, they're dealing with uh, anxiety and obsessive compulsive disorder long before it became a thing, mm -hmm. widespread thing to talk about, right? No, it's ADD. It's ADD. ADD. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. ADD. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, you know, which is great. Um, unfortunately, they were like, if you have ADD, <laughs> you're going to no, love you. You're, you're, be alone. you're too annoying. Yeah. All right. So get on some meds. Um, get out of here. You're too much. But I think that that's an interesting two episode arc because we get to see Carrie and Big mm -hmm. together. And he's like kind of like poking her about going out with him. And there's the whole moment of him feeling, I think, having a sad moment of seeing her off with someone else. But he's like not ready to acknowledge that yet. I yeah. think that relationship is for us to see yeah. a continuing story of Carrie and Big. That yeah, they're still friends. Yeah. They're going out to dinner. They're like goofing and joking. Yeah. Because they're splitting a cab together. Not only is it the oh. first time that Big's ever in a cab, but it's like in a cab with pork pie and well, Carrie. Yeah. And why then, did then, he get in the cab? Then, oh. He just wants to learn about anal sex. And that's where the talks that's happen. Where, that's <laughs> where everyone's Yeah. That's and then pork pie asked for her number in front of him in the cab because he doesn't know. He just thinks they're friends. I know. They yeah. Listen, that's. The, that, is a, that is a story as old as. Cabs in New York City. It's just tales like all this when time. Two, when two people like navigating, like getting in a cab and sharing it versus like, are these two people going to hook up or getting a person's number? Have you ever tried? I mean, you guys haven't been getting numbers for a while, but it's like, have you ever wanted to get someone's number, but there's like someone around and you're like, I can't do this. I mean, you guys, you know, the story we'll, we'll, uh, we'll leave names out, but you know, the story of our friends who we had, I got in a cab one time with, people that were uh wanted to go that they were home. doing a little smooching and we were way out in red hook and it was three in the morning and i just ran and got in their cab with them <laughs> oh, and no. then they made out the whole way it's and cory blocking in between kisses uh the guy would just glare at me and go what are you Dude. How quickly, how quickly into the cab ride did you know you'd made a huge mistake? Half a second. Okay. <laughs> Before the cab started going. Oh no. But I was just like, I don't know any other way I'm going to get home. And then, I, and then I ended up jumping out on fourth Avenue, just in the, the middle of listen, the Avenue. The argument in Corey's favor, it's like, that's a tough place to get a car from. Listen, it's, Red Hook's, <laughs> it's expensive. There was one cab Guarantee there. they never Ran. go to Red Hook in Sex and the City. It's because yeah, yeah, it's, it's, tough, it's, to, it's tough, tough to get, to get a cab there. out there. Cool place. Listen, this is a concrete jungle. And if you see a vine, sometimes you got to grab it. Yeah swing it you gotta be tarzan <laughs> all right so um moran is not with anyone in the, in the next couple episodes charlotte's with trey to to the 14th episode but samantha has a three episode arc with maria you all know, remember her oh, yeah. her oh, yeah. dipping her toes into that pool with yeah. uh, maria just met a girl named maria i really enjoyed the maria storyline yeah, I think it's interesting to see Samantha. Like, I do love when Maria's like, "This doesn't have to be about sex." Like, they're trying to have a conversation. Yeah, and Samantha just keeps trying to like kiss her and touch her, and she's like, "Stop making this all about sex." And I think that that's interesting for Samantha because I do think she struggles with intimacy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But that's also just her truth, and that's okay. But I just think that's an interesting moment mm -hmm. for her. Yeah. But I wonder why they decided to take it. In that direction. No, it's interesting. Yeah, where did, when, how did they break up? 
She I, broke all uh, broke all the plates well. And they stuff. were it wasn't going well. They had the huge fight. She like broke the plates, but then Maria comes back with a strap on. But then I think that's yes. like what it just like can't come back from that. Yeah, yeah. That's honestly every relationship that I've had that ends <laughs> yeah. right after I get pegged. Yeah, <laughs> and you're done. You <laughs> run out of there. I'm like. This the is, death, it's the death rattle of your relationship. Yeah, we get it. Every, yeah. And I see him come in, like buckling it in, like, and I'm like, ah, this well, is going to be. I thought this was going so well, too. I thought this was going so well. <laughs> All right. And then and then you just walk back upstairs and sit down and have Christmas dinner with your parents. And you just know that it's, <laughs> it's done. You know that it's like it's on its way out. But you're like, it was it was a good time. You know? Yes. Uh, what, what do you guys what do you guys rate Maria? Like for Samantha? Uh, give her, like, give her what's a the rating? Cosmo like, rating? Cosmo rating for Maria. Um, I'm gonna give it a three seven five. Yeah, yeah. Just because I, I, it's, I don't know. It wasn't like it wasn't my favorite, but I will say I think Katie's right. I think that like Maria was like a great teacher and like opened Samantha's eyes in a lot of ways. Um, but I also feel like I'm like ready for a good Samantha relation. I think Richard was great, but then it turned out to not be great. But I do feel like that was one where Samantha was like, had, was all focused in one way. And it was like, no, open up, be a little bit more of a person. I, yeah, I think it was the warning sign. It was like the foreshadowing that like, they're going to do more with, yeah. with Samantha. Cause that was the first time I feel like if they would have just thrown Richard into it, they would have been like, this isn't like Samantha. I feel like this was her her warning sign that like, we're going to do a little more with this character. I, I also think they needed to explore a same sex relationship. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. Samantha is the obvious choice of someone who I think would be open to exploring that. Yeah. And so that's, that's who they chose. Yeah. All right. Season four, episode six, we have uh, three new love interests. Carrie round two with Mr. Aiden Shaw. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah. Uh, so Aiden comes back. In the same way they brought Trey back, they bring back Aiden, new haircut, different different wardrobe, new bar, videos. Dude, he clearly, he, he clearly like he's on some news magazines. He's like, he he went on a diet. He started working out a little. Yeah. Well, there's apparently John Corbett did. Oh, not Aiden. John right. Corbett did. Well, he's got his Rogaine. He does have his Rogaine. There's apparently a story that he was not supposed to be beyond season three, but then fans kept sending in like little wooden chairs that they would make what and like to sex in the city to like all the writers and people were like we have to bring him back i don't know if that's 100 percent true but i really think it is i don't think i would have just made that up does anyone know if, if there's any listeners out there that that can verify that or, or if you sent story. one of the chairs yeah if you were or a chair sender chair. we'll also take a chair the bradshaw boys would send take us a chair, a chair. We, have, uh, we have one of the <laughs> one of the tiny chair makers here in the studio <laughs> I've always loved Aiden <laughs> until I made a little chair and I told the writers I'd love to see him again. They obviously listened. Pretty please. <laughs> please, sir. What a fucking creepy thing to do. I, that is very I mean, strange. I mean, what if, if you just like making chairs, it's not that weird. Listen. That's just what you do. Trust me. I The things that I am passionate about and I like, I'm creepy about too. It's just when it's not your... Your version of creepy. I've creeped out a lot of celebrities that I'm that I'm big fans of by going up to them. And this is that version. I just can't imagine like the anytime I embarrass myself, it's like in the moment. It's not like sitting at home like working on a small chair for a week. I don't know if they were that involved. 
I think they were like made out of like popsicle sticks or something. Yeah. They just sent them. That's it's weirder. Still creepy. That's weirder. <laughs> they had people eat, just loved they Aiden. They were pounding the popsicles to be like, I just, I need two I more. I miss Aiden. Just two more for my for my Aiden Shaw voodoo doll. <laughs> I don't know if it's and true. And here's me Let's... at Scout getting a drink. <laughs> We've all seen the headlines in the news of how someone lost their life in an act of cold-blooded murder. And while it's sad and grabs your attention, most people go on with their day without giving it another thought. But have you ever stopped to think about the life of the person at the center of the news story? They were more than just a headline or a statistic. They were someone's loved one or friend. I'm Mike Morford, and my podcast, The Murder of My Family, dives into some of those stories to help listeners get to know the person who was lost and how their death affected those closest to them. Listen to The Murder of My Family everywhere you listen to podcasts. There are well over 100 episodes to binge on now. There are over 90,000 people missing at any time, and over half a million are reported missing every year. And that's just in the United States. I'm Mike Morford. And I'm Jess Betancourt. And in our podcast, Missing Persons, we discuss cases of people who have gone missing under mysterious circumstances. And we're joined in each episode by guests who are either related to the missing person, investigating their disappearance, or advocating for answers in the case. Missing Persons is available everywhere you listen to podcasts, and there are dozens of episodes to binge on right now. Subscribe today so you don't miss an episode. All right. uh, Miranda meets uh, Marathon Man. She uh, is training for the marathon. What's his name? Michael Knowles. And what what happened? Why doesn't why doesn't it work out with Marathon Some, Man? Uh, oh, that's the booty stuff. That's the oh, he's, that's yeah, the yeah, yeah, butt guy. Unwashed, unwashed booty. The the post run uh, analingus. He's yeah. just leaning. He's he keeps putting his butt in her face. Well, he does it to her, yeah. and she's like, "Oh, that's right. I don't know. Am I? Can I like this? Are we doing this? Right." But then he wants it back. And one of the, one of my favorite Miranda scenes where <laughs> he like just amazing. he just like slowly pushes his ass in her face. And it's like so high up yeah. to her and face. Then no, I don't I'm want not this. gonna do that. I don't want this. I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> not gonna do that. Great Miranda scene. Great scene. What's that what's that club you said when the people would run and then go there after at the gay club? You told me about it. Oh, the oh, Stink Daddy Underwear Night. <laughs> so Wait, is what? this real? This is real. So a friend <laughs> Have we told this on the podcast no, before? No, say it. It's okay. great. Yeah, so and if, it, and if, if there's no more Stink Daddy Underwear Club, we're bringing it back. We're bringing it back. <laughs> so a friend, a friend of mine. Stink Daddy Underwear Meetup on Thursday. <laughs> it'll be at, at Scout. Okay. It, it'll be, yeah, exactly. Magnolia we're doing, Bakery. We're doing it at Magnolia. <laughs> we're getting cupcakes and doing it. So my friend, a guy that I did comedy with in college, he moved to Chicago after, after college to do improv, like in the Chicago improv scene. And he lived in Boys Town which is the gay neighborhood in Chicago. And, um, and he, I remember, and this was like a long time ago. This is like, right. This is like 2000 or something like that. And, um, I remember like talking to him and he was like, Oh, the neighborhoods, he was like, neighborhood's great. Like I was on this other side of Chicago for a long time, but like this, this was great. And he's like, we're actually like friends with like, he, he was straight and he's like, we're actually friends with like a lot of the dudes that own the clubs around here and stuff. And he's like, there's this one place next door and they do this thing called Sting Daddy Underwear Night. <laughs> and oh a guy my. told me about it and I was like, what is it? And he was like, so <laughs> everyone like the, what you're supposed to do is it's, it's this one Saturday night. You go to the gym the day before and you work out. Maybe it's the day of you go to the gym, you work out, you work out really hard and get really sweaty. And then that night you come to the club and all you're wearing is the sweaty underwear Hell. that you worked out in. And that's yes. all you wear. That and is it's a specific. Yeah. That's called Tuesday what? night at the Seba residence. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> that is awesome. Stink Yo, daddy underwear night. Michael Knowles is such a stink daddy. He is, he is a stink he is daddy. Totally a stink daddy. He's not my favorite guy in season four. Five, hey, hey, for 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 going after what you want and and pushing the boundaries of of what you get for pleasure. Stink Daddy, Michael Knowles, Five Cosmo. That's there right. You go. All right. Um, Charlotte's with Trey still. And then Samantha in that episode hooks up with Warren. And uh, Warren is the baby talker. The one oh, who wants, like, yeah. You know, yeah. He's kind of forgettable. He, he's like a, he also looks like a poor man's Bradley Cooper. He's just like, yeah, he's not <laughs> Was great. he like the really muscular dude too? I don't remember. I mean, I There's think some he dude that yeah. cut, but I don't uh, know. Um, cut, all from, right. cut from the show, more like it. Let's get see here. here. So, get, get what out do we here. have? So, season or episode seven, we have Aiden with Carrie. Miranda, Miranda's not with anyone. Charles with Trey still. And then Samantha's with Brad. And Brad is the taxi thief. Speaking of taxi, Corey, you're a bit of a Brad. But uh, he's well, also yeah. the one uh, who wants to shave her pubes. Yeah. Pube shaver. Not down with told her, told her to get a Brazilian. Is that what it was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, on our way home from our live show, we were a little tipsy, and and I may as well ask you now on the mic, and yeah, Katie, right. you can say, "Great." We were thinking it would be really great because we don't always have an episode to watch. Yeah, we talk before we have on an esthetician. We talk about it, so we do fifteen minutes before, and instead of going to watch the episode. All three of us get full Brazilian, and then we talk about it after. Hundred percent. I think you guys should do it. Would it rip our balls off, though? I think that you guys <laughs> would that... be appalled at how painful it is. I'm in. Oh my gosh, hundred percent. I would just love to hear you guys all be like that. I, yeah. I didn't expect it. Yeah, you do like forty five minutes of stand up about how awful it was to shave your butthole, and now you want to get a Brazilian, Kevin. I feel like it's gonna. I'm be in. Awful. I think you guys should do it. I, do I'm you... not gonna be a part of it. I don't know. Now I don't want to. I'm just. I imagine I they would, put the I, wax on your balls and they rip it off, and I feel like literally your entire scrotum could open up. Oh my god! I, I think they probably have a way of that not happening. <laughs> what if they? I'm did, just going for someone who doesn't know how. Just it works. don't go to like. Don't buy like a Groupon for it. What if they? <laughs> <laughs> Is there any other way to to buy? How much would it be? Look up male Brazilians. Let's figure that we'll, out. We'll we'll do that after. We got to get through these. Yeah, we got to get through these guys. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Do you guys All remember right. Living Social? Yeah, it was okay, like it was like right. Groupon. Um, let's see, that was Brad. Season or episode eight, we have Aiden still, Miranda's with no one, Trey, and then Samantha's with Nick, the wrestling coach. Oh yeah, Nick helped her get her orgasm back. That's right. Nick was great. <laughs> he was great. He was great. I'm still thinking of Kevin Scrotum just opening up. Oh, yeah, it was a visual. Listen, you guys may you guys may think we're a bunch of stink daddies, but we're some stink daddies that got some smooth undie pants. That's right. Okay, okay. so so yeah, he helped her. It's how Stella got her groove back. It's yeah. how Samantha got her gas back. Yeah. So and uh, he uh, yeah they put on wrestling shorties and uh, I like that guy wrestled a lot. together. You know, he helped Samantha like, nice get, like get through some problems that she and had. She had hey. a stylish. She had a stylish singlet. She did. She was did. that high? It was like the high cut. High cut, Baywatch style good. swimsuit mm -hmm. looking thing. Why was she wearing the earmuff thing? She didn't want to get cauliflower ear. Yeah. Well, I don't think get... they call them earmuffs, but. Uh, yeah, headgear. Yeah, but. Do you know cauliflower ear? What's cauliflower you, ear? When you are you rub your ear against the, like, so much that it blows up and the cartilage blows up and then your ears never go back to normal. Yeah. So that's well, what you do. She cannot be out in the dating no pool way. with those ears. I know. That's no. why it was nice that they had that. Yeah. That's yeah. why, like. But why didn't he have it on? Because he probably doesn't care. Yeah, he's okay. trying to mess things up. He's like, I'm a stink daddy and I want my ears all <laughs> puffed up. I'm into weird shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. Who's next? All right, everyone else is the same except Samantha. <laughs> this is a big one for us. We all really enjoyed this guy a lot. 
Farmer Luke. Oh, oh Farmer, Farmer Luke. Luke. Farmer Luke. Farmer Luke Pack was it the, up. We're he, going home. He was the upstate guy who Samantha Samantha slept with him up yeah. there. Yeah. I'm he sorry. Just, like her opening, like anything else need milking? Oh yeah. That makes me want to throw up in my mouth. Didn't didn't she wear like a she wore like a like a farmer outfit? Well, too. she has her little top like tied up. She did the opposite. She she did the opposite of what you did, where you actually dressed up like real Mrs. Claus. She went with like a like a sexy, sexy farmer, farmer's daughter. You're right. Maybe that's why I don't. I just don't love her pickup line. I I would maybe never be brave enough to say that. Just something about it makes me. How would you what pickup line would you use at a farmer for a farmer? Oh, that's a really you know what? I wouldn't have to have a pickup line because I would just come in looking so good and so like very New York chic. As you as you do, and he, you know, I wouldn't even need one. With that, he'd pull up a stool and put you right in front of the cow and be like, "Milk those udders." Yeah, I you know what some, else needs? Need, you know what else needs milking? The other fucking fifty cows I have here. <laughs> right, right, I'd end up just milking all the cows and this is not an getting organic, anything. This is an organic, organic milk farm that I'm trying to sell to a bunch of fucking hipsters. Hey, down listen, in the city. Listen, we don't have enough time to have sex. You're at Stony Brook right now. <laughs> <laughs> Ronnie Brook or whatever. What Ronnie Brook, Stony, yeah. Ron, you're Ronnie Brook Dairy. Yeah. All right. No, I don't have. Put your don't. pants back on. Come on. That's I, amazing. We got to make yogurt. Yeah. All right. Uh, the next new relationship is in season four, episode 12. Carrie, Miranda, Charlotte are the same. Um, two, we take two episodes off for Samantha's love life. And then she meets Richard, Richard Wright. Or Richard Wright. Richard Wright. What I do mean, you think of Richard? I, you know, at the end, he did her pretty dirty. And uh, I mean, I I like the the arc was the best we've gotten out of Samantha so far. We asked the interesting question on our live show. It's that if he wouldn't have ended like that, he would have been like a 10 out of 10 great dude. He was he was honest with her. He was open. He was communicative. Yeah. He like he broke a little bit of her shell and like romanced her. Well, he matched Uh, her in a lot of ways. Like they were very similar. Yeah. Other than uh, cheating on her, which was awful. I was a big Richard guy. Love yeah. him. And we just thought they played us the whole time. We were just like, he wouldn't do this. Like yeah. he is, he is all these things. Right. But. Yeah. John came home the first night after you guys met Richard and he was like, we met Richard. He's a great guy. We love him. And I was like, Ooh, yeah. You knew okay. what was going to happen. Yeah. yeah. It's a, yeah. it's sad because he is like a perfect match for her. Yeah. But maybe she, there's someone out there that's better. Uh, we'll he wait just, and see. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was good for us to go on that journey with him. Totally. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing him again, though. I wouldn't mind seeing him in season five. I wouldn't mind seeing him in one of the movies. I don't know. I don't know if we're if we're done with him. That's that's you fine. But if if we see him though, I'd love to see him with braces, just like <laughs> fucking just sixty year old with braces, just rocking his Invisalign, or just a big piece of wood in between his teeth. I love him. Um, all right, we have two guys left. Season uh, four, episode thirteen. We have Walker Lewis. Walker Lewis was Miranda's last fling before having a baby. Yeah, the yeah. dude that the dude that she just wanted to bang it out. Yeah, he was great. He and was, I think he makes a comeback. He does come back. He does. Oh, really? Someone someone told me that. Yeah. That's pretty interesting. He's back. He, I mean, he was pretty handsome, if I remember correctly. Yes, he was What's, back. What did he do though? She just wanted to bang any random dude. What, yeah, she just. I think they just went on a date. They went on and a she date. She was debating like, is it okay? Yeah, yeah she was for me to, to have Carrie. sex with another man. Oh, that's how he gets dimples. That's how the kid gets dimples. Well, I think right? that yeah. they talked about it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the last guy, and uh, that's a little bit different, is after Trey 
uh, and Charlotte splits up. She goes out with Eric. Wow guy. Eric is wow guy who uh, I think lives in a loft in Bedford, uh, Stuyvesant area, and then sees uh, her beautiful apartment. Listen. Wow. He gets five. Five out of five Cosmos. Why? Because yeah. he's the most he's the most like us. Yeah. Oh. He's the most like us. <laughs> that he it's gets just it. like that it's like, listen, sometimes you find yourself in a position where you're just like this rich, beautiful person just happens to be interested in you because you're a rebound. And and you're just like, this is a different side of the world that I that I would never be in naturally. And uh and we I was able to learn from him to be like, when that moment happens. You just keep your mouth shut. Keep your mouth shut. And you just say, oh, nice place. That's pretty cool. This is cool. Mm-hmm. My place is just like You should that. see my last girlfriend's place. <laughs> and my, my place has just as many rooms. Only they're way smaller and you have to walk through all of the rooms to get to mine. And I have 12 roommates on the way. It's a, it's a, ra- <laughs> it's a railroad with... Uh, it's a railroad with 12 bedrooms. And I live with all, all dwarves. Sleepy, grumpy, <laughs> dopey. Um, yeah. Yeah, so th- those are all the love interests of uh, of season four. So uh, I think I'd love to wrap it up, but I'd love to just go around the horn real quick and hear everyone's one word answer. Favorite love interest of season four. Oh, gosh. what do we got? Who wants to start? I'll go. Katie. Everyone knows it's Aiden. Aiden. Oh man, I love him. You love Aiden. I'm a diehard Aiden fan. You what, did, did you send him a miniature chair? The writers. Oh, how do you think I knew about it? I'm the one that got. She's the like, chair I heard people going. sent miniature chairs. Actually, it was just me. I sent yeah. them miniature chairs every I would, single day. I was too young to watch it. But mine would be legit. Uh, it'd be Richard, just because I thought that that was just a new flavor to the show that we've never seen, and it was like such a. It was Samantha's best storyline, and so it's like he just added a flavor to the show that we much needed, and so. I give it, it's a tie between uh, Richard and the stink daddy himself. Yes. Michael, Michael Knowles, Knowles, Michael Knowles. the stink daddy, uh, the stink daddy. Kevin took mine. Uh, Richard, Richard. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. It just, it really it zhuzhed up Samantha's storyline. And uh, even though he was kind of a jerk at the end, uh, still really good. I like Trey. I think Trey was probably my favorite. And Trey had the best ending of it. Yeah. Trey, Trey ended super well and he, he was flawed and, and it was interesting watching some or Charlotte kind of realized that uh, he wasn't what she wanted and kind of watching that relationship unfold was, was, was really emotional and, and quite a journey. And I think Kyle McLaughlin did a great job playing him and loved him. And a very realistic thing for a lot of people. Totally. Think. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that's All our, right. that's our critique of the, of the, the relationships from season four. Thanks for listening. Thank you everybody. Uh, can't wait to bring you more stuff in 2020. We're going to try and absolutely crush what we have left and we'll get all the gals on We're we're going to do so much in 2020. Yeah. I feel like it's going to be absolutely our best year as a podcast. Totally. Amazing. Katie, thank you for being on the episode. Thanks thank you. For having me. I loved it. Subscribe to the podcast. Have fun. Have a great holiday. And we'll talk to you all later. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Bye. The Bradshaw Boys stars Corey Cavan, John Sieber, and Kevin James Doyle. The show is produced by Jeremy L. Balin. For more information on the guys, check out their website at bradshawboys.com, on social media at the Bradshaw Boys. And if you see them in the street, tip your glass. Thanks for listening.